Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of October 24th, 
2013. I am your host, Jose Otero. And as you can tell from the intro, it's a little different this week, but for very specific reasons. Joining me this week, Brian Altano. <laughs> back by popular demand. <laughs> Thank you. Also joining us, Per Schneider. City. What's that from? Luigi's Mansion. Ah, okay, okay. Crazy professor. That's Took good. a second. Yeah, this is gad. his year, too. <laughs> Come on, that guy. There you go. <laughs> Much better. And lastly, uh, a gentleman with a speed problem. Oh. Really? We're like 10 oh. seconds into the we show? Got a drug addict on the show? Oh, <laughs> Possibly. Vince, I don't know. I should have checked your last name before we start, so I apologize. Incognito. You got it right. No, that's not <laughs> it. I'm just <laughs> kidding. It's, it's not elbow. Ne- what, how? Please? No, you have to make one try at it yeah. and okay. fail. Shot, Vince uh, Inakio? I don't know. Wow. Um, that is, that's officially the worst I've heard since I've joined you're IGN. You're welcome. So th- it's, it's in Genito. Okay. But that's okay. Valiant effort. Got it. Thank mm-hmm. you. So Vince will be joining us this week. Uh, the Inakio. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where is that? Damn. <laughs> where, where is the C or K in the latter part no, of my I guess day. it has a I silent Akio yeah. in it. Uh, to be fair, no. I, I just, I didn't want to, I'm trained to hear what everyone else calls you, which is incognito, and I knew that uh, was that's wrong. True. So yeah, I yeah. tried to swap some letters around and see what happened. I obviously went wrong. <laughs> you, put, you put like a, a gnocchi in the middle of this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, you ever had gnocchi? Oh, gnocchi, yeah, that's oh, a racist course. question uh-huh. for an Italian. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you ever had gnocchi? You're welcome. Well, <laughs> well incognito no more. He's, he's, yes. he's, his hate hate is out yeah, for everybody yeah. to see it's now. It's not hate. Right. Let's not be yeah. melodramatic here, gentlemen. Okay. But that's all we got. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it. A lot. So we're going to talk about Sonic, as you can tell. But before we do, let's go into last week's question of the week. I asked if you uh, had an opportunity to revive a Nintendo franchise, which one would you bring back? So we're going to go around and answer. We have uh, responses as well from the blog post. We have responses from Facebook for you. Pears also brought emails, um, so we got the community angle covered this week and covered pretty well. So uh, let's start with each other. I'll begin. Basically, my response would be, uh, obviously, I'm the one who made the post, and I put a Metroid video in there for a reason. I would Mm -hmm. love a new Metroid. Like Prime or Classic? (laughs) I think I want Classic more than Prime, and I know some people want another Prime. I feel that Prime as a trilogy ended as well as it could. I don't want to oversell and say it ended elegantly because I feel like that style of game... I think three was really good. I think two was really divisive. And I think one was fantastic. Yep. But I think that, I don't know, I, I'm kind of done with the first-person perspective for now. I'm getting enough first-person shooters. And I know for some people that makes a lot of sense, but for me it doesn't. I like the 2D style, and I like that perspective. 2.5D would be kind of cool for it. We've seen things like uh, Shadow Complex. We've yeah. seen some other games kind of experiment with that style. Shadow Complex is the best Metroid game post-Metroid Prime 3, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I can dig yeah. that. True. Those are big words, but uh, they're not they're not completely unrealistic ones. Because there weren't many. <laughs> there was only <laughs> one game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that kind of reminds me that the Metroid Prime trilogy is kind of like the original Die Hard trilogy. The first one's the best. The third mm-hmm. one is pretty damn good. And the second one, most people don't remember very well. Yeah, they I, shouldn't. I need to go back and play it. Admittedly, I got kind of far into it in Echoes and just... I, it was either work or it was something else, but I just kind of got drawn away from it. But where's you know, everyone's different? Where does other M fall into the into the die hard? Oh, it's die hard analogy. Four. That's die for. <laughs> die hard four. It's live for your die hard. Nobody cares about that. Movie. Yeah. No Wait one a second. Is that the one where it. you were standing on the wing of the Learjet and stuff? In Die Hard? Yeah, that was the fourth one, right? No, the fourth one was the one that used fire sale as a, as a thing. Remember the whole... I thought that was the fifth one. We don't right, talk right. about that movie. All right, we <laughs> don't <laughs> talk about other M. That's the two laws. <laughs> All right, <laughs> now we're walking away. All right, so who would like to go next? What is another oh, Nintendo franchise needs to be Punch right? Punch Out. 
Okay. Oh, Punch yeah. out, hands down. I mean, we saw one on the Wii that was great. It was hard as hell, which is like, I, we get it because the original was hard as hell. And the Super Nintendo one was hard as hell. But uh, there needs to be more than just three of those games in 30 years, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Get away from the motion stuff. I think you could do it on Wii U. I don't care about any touchpad stuff. Like, mm-hmm. just give me 15 boxers to fight in a row, giant cartoon characters. And and you like the last one? Yeah, I love the last one. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Made by next level games. I, I, think. I didn't feel like it it reinvented the wheel, but I didn't think it needed to. I no. think it was really cool seeing like their character designs brought out into the, the modern or a, a more modern game. And with enough stereotypes, were there enough? There I mean, for it was you? still racist as hell. <laughs> right? it, was, it was still racist. I mean, that's as a hell. lot. That's just a guarantee. That, that's, a, that's honestly part of it. Like, you can't make Punch Out without being a little racist. Right? That's just. <laughs> That's was, a it, was there a German guy in it? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah he's yeah. back. Von what, Kaiser like, is yeah. Von Kaiser. Colonel von Klinken Hitler yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't as racist <laughs> as the first one. Like he's the, shining his boots in the cutscene. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. That's, I'm shining my boots right uh, now. Uh, <laughs> he's not allowed to play his own game in his own country because it's violent. <laughs> and they, um, they but even like, it. I mean, the, the, fir- the NES punch out, like, it was racist as hell. And you had Piss and Honda, and he, would, he didn't even say. It was so racist that he didn't even say racist things. He just said Japanese company names. <laughs> like they were like, well, "What do you think, Piston Honda, about this fight?" And he was like, "Oh, Toshiba." <laughs> I was like, "I think that's racist." <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. So yes, Punch Out. Okay. What, uh-huh. What's crazy if I could like, uh, just piggyback off that for a second with Punch Out is like, what genre is Punch Out? Like, name it. Uh, um, it's a puzzle game. Right. It's, it's, it's like a, it's like a fighting puzzle game hybrid. Yeah. It's yeah. it's so weird and I think it's so strange that no no one has really tried to copy that idea. Oh yes, like, they have. Not not that. Okay, you know what? The only there's the only modern, I, there's a popular iOS Okay, I was just going to say there's by Epic. That, that's the only thing I was going to say. It's the only current yeah. modern day um that that kind of apes that is 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 Infinity Blade. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's that's actually pretty right because uh it's got that mash element to it, but it's also got like the hey, his crown's blink- blinking. Now it's time to get in and kill him. <laughs> yeah, but Knockout Kings. I mean, there there are a lot of kind of boxing games after that board, but then elaborated mm-hmm. on it, right? And, but, I, yeah. do, and I do yeah. like that in Punch Out. There is sort of, yeah. uh, especially in the last one, there Fight were, night. or even in the first one, um, there were sort of little secrets that if you knew them, you can take a guy out at a certain like frame or a certain punch yep. or something. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. really weird. Yeah, it's it's also like. I don't know if a game like that would be really popular right now because I mean, who really cares about boxing? Yeah, like, some people do. Not like the, not Man like Pac- the Tyson right. era, but it doesn't have to be. The thing is, it doesn't have to be boxing though, right? Like Infinity Blade isn't boxing at all, mm-hmm. and it it's very much a modern take on just that. The mechanic, like mechanically, what Punch Out is, that's what Infinity Blade takes, but it, then it puts it in a role playing setting. So I think you can do a lot of different things with it, but it's you know it's similar to like boss rush games of like yep. the '90s, which hmm. there's not a, like Alien Soldier. I don't know if any of you played that on the Mega Drive, or it's also on uh, on the Virtual Console for Wii. It's like that's a great old Mega Drive game. That that never came to the states. Sure, and it's basically it's a lot like Gunstar Heroes if it was all bosses. So that makes a good point. That, that's sort of like saying Shadow of the Colossus is an open world punch out. There you go. There you <laughs> open go. world three D punch out. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, you got you got me. They should at least take some of the characters and punch out because they're so awesome and put them in like we fit. Have them hanging out in the back of the gym like doing racist <laughs> stuff. Come on, it's, come on. Soda Soda Pipinski characters. Soda Pipinski deserves to be the next big thing. I got to see Birdo in every two games. And the Wii Fit Trainer is every other game, but I can't see Soda Popinski except for once every time. I wish they would give him Vodka Drunkinski, the real name, but that'll never happen. I'm with you there. Wasn't that it? I'm pretty sure that was right. I don't know. That was was his name in in Japan. And they're like, nah, we can't put that guy in this game full of racist ass characters. (laughs) (laughs) Can't have an alcoholic. We need to make fun of the Jews. (laughs) 
need to save some space on the disc. <laughs> Cartridge. <laughs> All right, um, so Vince, what would be your choice? So I think that my choice is complementary in a lot of ways to yours. So if we have a 2D Metroid revival, um, that would probably keep Retro Studios free mm-hmm. to do a, a first-person revival, first- or third-person revival of Kid Icarus. Now, we had a game on the 3DS, 3DS. Yeah. And, I'm not, and I'm not discounting what that game was in any way, but we haven't had a, a console Kid Icarus since the original. Am I, am I wrong here? Has there been no. one since the original? There was, a, there was the Game Boy one, but that's a, you're right. Right, a yeah. home console. Right, there hasn't been a home yeah. console Kid Icarus. And they've already started to solve some of the problems of, hey, how do you do platforming in a first-person perspective? Oh, you, you, know, you can pull it out to a third, or mm-hmm. um, you can play other little tricks. And I think, obviously, with Wii Motion, if you do it with Wii Motion Plus, or even in, you know, you didn't have to do that, they've, they've already experimented with how you do first-person targeting without necessarily making it as literal as it is in, say, you know, Call of Duty or a regular first-person shooter, and still incorporate other elements that keep that adventure vibe that Kid Icarus has. Because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's what's crazy and interesting about Kid Icarus, and a lot of games Games of that era, they were these platforming games that also had these light RPG adventure, you know, elements to them too, like dungeons and items to find that you needed in order to advance. Yeah. Um, I, and I feel like that hasn't really been done a lot since sure. then in any genre. I, re- I really I mean, dig. Oh, I re- oh, sorry. No, no, please. Go ahead. I, I just I really dig that idea of kind of bringing back first-person shooters that are more lighthearted again. Like I feel like we jumped the shark with that for a while, and then everyone stopped doing them, and they all just became gritty, realistic war. Totally. Stuff. So like having this like. This angel guy run around with a bow yeah. and arrow. Yeah, say? no, that'd be cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're getting like plants versus zombies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, so stuff, some of those games are coming like that. back. I, yeah. I kind of like the idea of like doing something, and it's like really realistic looking, but also very cartoony. And he's fighting these just floating eyeballs. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of potential could be cool. there. And think about it. Like, what other uh, for just thinking about this question, is there another Nintendo core Nintendo franchise that's been that long since it's been on console? Yes. Please share with us, pair. Mock Rider. Ah! <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's nice. not my pick, by the way. Okay, <laughs> but I, I would pick a I would pick a racer for the for the revival. Of course, I love F Zero. Mm-hmm. I want F Zero to come back. I love Wave Race too. Which, that is such a good you know, call. We saw that last on the GameCube, and just looking at the wave effects in games like Grand Theft Auto or you know mm-hmm. some open world games like an amazing wave runner game like that, yeah. jet ski game like that with awesome waves and big freaking. Uh, big freaking waves would be cool. Isn't it, isn't it weird how they just stopped doing like the F zeros, the wave races, the 1080 snowboardings, and all that stuff like that? And those used to be, you know, every couple of years we saw a game like that, or at least at yeah. their launches and stuff. And then yeah. they just stopped. Yeah, I mean, they're not that many, right? They're like two installments in some of those franchises. So yeah. I feel like they tried it once. They said, okay, this is a really good game, but it didn't sell as well as a, a Mario or or Zelda. Let's try it again, refine it. You know, I I would still say the impact of the original 1080 which was much bigger than the second one, right? Because yeah. by that time, everybody had done snowboarding and they had mm-hmm. done it with much crazier levels than Nintendo did. But, yeah. but Wave Race is still really unique. I feel like yeah. there were so many kind of water sports games from wakeboarding to sure. jet skis. None of them came close to how Wave Race felt. Well, and you saw Wave yeah. Race in like commercials, and you were just like blown away by what it looked like, at least at the yeah. time. So you're right. When you look at GTA, yeah. I can't help but look at like um, I've been watching a friend play it more and more, and just when he's swimming out in the ocean, I'm like, man, this would be a really cool Wave Race. Yeah. I was almost gonna vine, hey guys, I just played Wave Race, and it was him on the yeah. just gonna be him on the uh, yep. the the I forgot what you call that thing, but jet ski. Uh, thank jet you. Ski, I'm yeah. a little tired. It's Thursday. It's okay. <clears throat> um, yeah. So let me ask you this. So did F Zero GX tank? 
Oh, yeah, that's to, so sad. Yeah, and Amusement Vision, the the division of Sega that made it, is gone, right? Yeah. So, wow. yeah, it was considered to be a failure. It didn't sell very well, and I think a lot of people. It's just it, that kind of genre. Like sometimes these games break through and sell, but a lot of amazing racing games that are not straightforward Need for Speed kind of cop chase games have yeah. just tanked, right? Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm surprised. Like, okay, a lot of other companies, in order to not put too much effort into a game that will tank, they do sort of smaller stuff and then release it, like, digitally, for mm-hmm. example. Or they sign, like, these indies who want to make smaller games. Oh, yeah. And they'll take risks on ideas, and sometimes mm-hmm. that's a real good payoff, sometimes it's not. I just wish Nintendo considered something like that, right? Yeah. Like, a mm-hmm. smaller, you know, F-Zero or something like that. Yeah, or I mean, smaller, you could, whatever, insert name here. You could do something more kind of Mario Kart-like on the 3DS with a kind of F-Zero universe, right? Something mm-hmm. that focuses a little bit more on battle and so gets in a bigger audience. I think they well, could there, do there that, was a, but... There was that quote recently where they were like, you know, we, we want to make another one and fans want to make another one, but we don't know, like, what the new hook's going to be. Like, what's the direction we're going to go? Yeah. And they said, you know, we could try something like what Mario Kart 8's doing with the, like, upside-down tracks and stuff like that. Well, that's, that, yeah, it looks that, like it, right? That, yeah, yeah, that feels more F-Zero than Mario Kart. Yeah. yeah. So they'd have to steal that back and kind of put that in there again. But sure. it's it's weird to me because when I played F-Zero GX and I played it a lot, um, it was hard as hell. Yeah. I'd go online and read about it and, like, you would interact with some of the most passionate people in the world in oh, sure. that game. Mm-hmm. So my perspective at the time was this is a popular, successful game, but it, mm-hmm. what it really had was a really strong, vocal core group of people behind it. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. really tracking sales back then, but F-Zero and even the Metroid franchise have never yeah. really been historical blockbusters when yeah. it comes to selling. Like, but to be sure. fair, you know, I mean, Extreme G did pretty well for Acclaim. Yeah. It was a third-party game, right? The the kind of cyber motorbike game. And that died off, too. And even Wipeout had a really strong debut back when it was Psygnosis making it. But then the kind of revivals were always rather small games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just that genre, I think, of futuristic racer is, is just not that big. People nah. really love the concept of real cars like in Gran Turismo and Forza and all that so, so I, I, I think they're how, how cool would it be though if they got real car manufacturers and they did what they did in like Minority Report <laughs> yeah. where they have like sure. the crazy Audi cool. yeah. like if Zero like that would be freaking amazing yeah, yeah. that yeah. would be really cool be see I, th- I always think that they, they those a lot of the games you named are launch games mm. on platforms and I think it's always sort of like a really good graphical showcase for a new, for a new yeah. console mm-hmm. so I mean since we didn't get that this time we might never get them Nah, maybe we'll see. I mean, it's. I have a feeling it's going to come back. Just the presence in Nintendo Land, right? Yeah. Which I thought didn't do the game justice no, because that game is all. all about speed, and yeah. this was like turn your game. <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah, I mean, it should have been a roller coaster, yeah. you know, not really a. Weird game. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here's some uh, community responses to the question. So Bond 007 fan 1984 agreed with you, pair. Haven't seen an F Zero game in a while. Uh, to which Superzone 13 agreed. It's been 10 years. Where is it? Um, we have. I want to say Dr. Cool 1, but it's DCT Cool, <laughs> DCT cool 1. Uh, Pokemon Snap on 3DS. He yeah, that love was to cool. See. He would huh. love for that to happen. Well, Seriously, the system was made for this game. Uses Because uh, we did ask people to suggest yeah. what you do with it. Uh, use the gyroscope to move the camera around and take pictures with the shoulder buttons. You can't get more stylish than that. We do, too. To, yeah, I mean, with yeah, 3DS, yeah. you could take pictures out in the open and you could have, like... Uh, yeah, the AR yeah. technology is really creaky. Like, I don't know. I, I would really want it to be done. I almost want just button controls for something like that. Because yeah. the minute it involves AR... I don't know. I feel like you can't really play it in as many places as maybe you'd want to. Like, I couldn't really play that on my commute to work, for example, and I'd want to. 
um, it just gets a little weird. I don't know. The novelty to me would wear off. I'd rather sure. have a game where you know I'm using buttons for sure. that stuff. I, I, I dig don't some of that Don't forget Spirit stuff. Camera came out. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that was an right. AR game and that, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, I, I dig some of that stuff on the Wii U. Like, I actually like that camera implementation in Zombie U. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought like scanning around a room would be cool. When I was playing it, I was like, I want to play a Metroid Prime game like this. I'll so, play Resident Evil with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So, like, something like that uh, with a Pokemon Snap game could, could be cool. I don't okay. know if it's for me, personally, but I could see people digging that. Yep. So, you are brainwashed. <laughs> it's kind of derailed the thread for a little bit, but it was really funny. He recommended uh, Glover. Uh, make, Glover. Make the world uh-huh. bigger. Add more elements. More gloves. More everything. Maybe sensor controls. Wii U integration. Get at me. Um, I then, like Glover. <laughs> Glover was like Monkey Ball meets Mario. So I, I like that game. Before Monkey Ball, really, because yeah, yeah. it was on N64. I liked it at the end. Mm-hmm. He was like, get at me. Like, they're, they're gonna, <laughs> we're going to get the old gang back together, call this kid up, and be like, you got some ideas? Yeah, more gloves. Oh, man, here's your check. <laughs> <laughs> Glover so, is back. <laughs> so his comment, what I liked about it, is it spawned a couple of responses <laughs> for more super obscure N64 games, which include, and I'm sorry if it includes your name with when I read these, uh, Rocket Robot on Wheels, which came out in 1999. Too late, Sony <laughs> Studio. <laughs> Mischief Makers, 1997. And Mystical- Too late. Is Treasure still around? Treasure is still Treasure around, is right? still yeah, around. Okay, yeah. they can still do it. Yeah. They are, they're just recently experimenting with uh, Steam Greenlight. Yeah. Yeah, they put Ikaruga on there. That's right. That, yeah. game, that game tanked. I mean, so good, Troublemakers though. was good, but like I feel like the theme kind of hampered it. Oh, like playing as a robot maid yeah. is probably not a universally appealing concept. Yeah. But yeah. like the gameplay core mechanic was cool. For sure. what, Ikaruga? No, for no, um, mischief, mischief, mischief makers. makers. I got lost in there too for did a second. Did Ikaruga tank? Uh, I'm sure it didn't do well. I, I don't know. I mean, you know whose fault that was, right? It was uh, ours. Frothing demand. Yeah, that horrible box Dave, quote. That was David Smith. Really? Yeah. I, and thought, he, it Matt, I thought it was Matt Kaspersima. He, he said it. No, it was Smith. And he said it like, he's like, oh, my, fr-, like, he said, like, the more I see this game, the more my frothing demand for Ikaruga increases or something. Mm-hmm. And they used that as a quote. And they yeah. never checked with us either. They just put it on Oh, that, that was so a dark yeah. day. And it was on the cover of the game. I it remember going like, into a store to buy that game. And I, I was, was like, like, ugh, somebody's <laughs> frothing. Like, yeah, frothing is yeah. just such a weird, yeah. like, <laughs> even in a latte, mm-hmm. it's a weird word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a really good observation. Last obscure and 64 game mentioned well pair would like this one mystical ninja starring goemon yeah. also came out in 1997 big thumbs up yeah mm-hmm. but go. you know the team that would be making that game would be a very different team mm-hmm. you know that has the original super nes or super Famicom games had a killer team behind it uh, at, at konami yep. um and that doesn't exist anymore yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean a lot That's of the true. companies we named today don't exist yeah a claim yeah. oh <laughs> a claim that. Well, a lot of acclaim iguana guys are at big developers making yeah. other big games yeah. now. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, here's a few more. Wave Race from the PS2 killer. Yes. Honestly, love both Wave Race '64 and Blue Storm. We Me mentioned too. that. Captain Amerifan mentioned Earthbound and Mother. Mother. He recommended putting them in a Nino Kuni style Wii U version and a traditional 3DS version, which is funny because I guess. That's also the way Nino Kuni came out, uh-huh. right? There was a DS version, and then there was a big console version with a PS3 version. Oh, oh my god, a Nino Kuni style Earthbound. 3D Earthbound, Earthbound would yeah. be amazing oh, yeah. with like 2D cutscenes like yeah. that. Yeah. That would be so cool. But I think the reason why none of us bring up Earthbound is kind of like we're resigned to the fate that you know there's been mm. some disconnect between Nintendo and the original yeah. creator yeah. Itoi, right? Yeah. And the, f- the fact that we yeah. were able to buy the Wii U one on the eShop this year was like yeah. Like, Glorious enough. It must come. <laughs> it must me. come back though. It's yeah. just such a cool uh, game. I uh, I really um. Anyone here play Mother Three? 
Ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mother 3's combat was some of the best RPG combat, in my opinion, just because of that whole music thing that they had going on, where you can chain attacks as long as you were tapping the attack button on beat after you selected, mm-hmm. like a standard attack. I love that. Yeah. No one ripped that off. Yeah. No one. And I'm just like, this is the most involved RPG combat. Yeah. For, you know, maybe I'm overstating it a bit, but... I really enjoyed that, especially because I love music games too. Yeah. So that's really smart. I never even heard of that. Yeah, that's you should cool. play it. I'll, I'll hook you up. Um, let's see. Uh, Adam Calla, one, two, three, four. <laughs> you and the, you, Brian's yawning. It's, it's Thursday. Long, We're tired. Long week. Yeah, was, one of us was dressed as a pirate today. He shall remain unnamed. <laughs> Go to the iChance Twitter if you want to see his name <laughs> and his face. <laughs> brap, brap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what I uh, so I thought this was interesting. Adam Kala one two three four says what I really want isn't uh, isn't really gone, but what I would like them to make is a direct sequel to Mario sixty four. I'd like Mario to make a d- dramatic return to Peach's castle. Or I've always imagined the sequel plot to be that they're transporting paintings out of the castle. Bowser stops them, kidnaps Peach. He has a whole story panned out. But I thought this kind of at least launched in my head. Wow, we've never really had a direct like it never felt like a one Mario game picked up from the other outside of Galaxy mm. two. Right, like yeah, that, I think yeah, is the yeah. only time I've ever seen the styles kind of fall into the same exact mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, so it was just weird to me, and I thought well, that could be interesting. Yeah, we've had this new Super Mario Brothers games, but those don't feel like, hey, this is some stuff that just happened, and then here's some <laughs> other stuff. It's just sort of like, hey, the same thing keeps happening to us, <laughs> mm-hmm. no matter what we do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Marty Sleevel was walking by while I was putting some of these together, and he said Space Station Silicon Valley, which came out in 1998. He's yeah, like, I well, want that. Those, Give me that again. That developer is a little busy yeah. trying to fix GTA Online right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> how crazy is that? Yeah, DMA, yeah. the originals uh, creators, they made that game and now are the GTA stewards. But no, they uh, changed their names. Now they're called Rockstar, right? yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good part. Um, which in my head, because he picked that and it came out in 1998, reminded me that, you know, the argument that 1998 could have been the best year for games ever, at least 3D yeah. games. I mean, let's see. Half-Life, Metal Gear Solid, StarCraft, Zelda Ocarina of Time, Pokemon Red and Blue. That was all 1998. Mm-hmm. It's crazy when you think about it. That's nuts. Yeah. Somebody suggested to uh, to bring back Body Harvest as well. Oh, yeah? Which was oh, cool. remember yeah. that? By, wasn't I that that love. weird? Uh, it, ha- oh, it was no. a midway published game also um, okay. Also by the, the same team. Okay. Um, a proto Grand Theft Auto in 3D. So sure, it was. Sure. Really cool. I love that game. It's kind of broken, but we should do a Let's Play of that one, man. Right. Sure. It's just so cool. And well, somebody said Geist. It. Remember Geist? It was kind of like a flash in the pan. Nobody uh, should remember yeah. Geist. <laughs> it was a cool idea, though. Moving, you could be a ghost yeah. and turn into a rat and go in the garbage. That's not a cool idea. Hey, okay. hey, hey. You <laughs> can do that. You can do that in, uh, in uh, Dishonored. Dishonored. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was going with Dishonored that, reminded me, actually, of it. Yeah, Jake said he would love to bring it, uh, bring back uh, Body Hover, so that was a good game. Okay. Yeah. So a few quick Facebook responses before we go to some emails. Uh, Donnie Reese, judging from his demand, Earthbound, modernized events, uh, recent events seem to have some folks excited. So he thinks if they picked one and put it on Wii U Gamepad, that would be cool. Or, excuse me, I misread that. Uh, I don't know how any Nintendo gamer picks up the Wii U Gamepad and doesn't think about a Star Fox game, which, by the way, I forgot to mention. Star Fox needs a comeback. Um, But he's got creepy teeth now. (laughs) <laughs> Does he really? Yeah. Wait, where'd you see that? Was Smash, that Smash Brothers, Brothers, the screenshots, man. Oh, He's yeah. creeping me out. Where's mouth open? And he yeah. got like, I'm actually really, I'm really bummed with uh, where the Star Fox franchise is and has been the last few years. Because mm. it just seems like every time they make one, I do the thing where I get so excited for it. And then I play it and there's one thing they totally screwed up. Yeah. Like, like Dinosaur Planet was terrible for its whatever that was. Star Fox Namco. Adventures. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, it I, was a fun game. 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the GameCube one wasn't good. The um, Namco one, yeah, yeah. that was yeah. the, the DS like one it. wasn't good with the touchscreen control stuff. The remake was good. The remake was good, but yeah, it was a remake. Yeah. You know, and it was it was fun, and I enjoyed I, playing it. But. I like the touchscreen. I like the touchscreen one. Do we know I how well the remake fun. sold? I have no idea. I'm sure. It did I wonder if well. that was like Good a question. test, right? Let's see. Was yeah. that launch, was that launch day? But no, that was a little later in the the 3ds's life. I want to say, but it was close. Are you sure? I'm yeah. fairly sure. Yeah. yeah, it was after Ocarina. How do you? Mm. How would you launch a handheld with two remakes? That'd be yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, Ocarina wasn't there day one either. Hmm. Uh, that's true. It was like a month or two. Yeah, later. it took a. Long. Yeah, we got Steel Diver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. But uh, I would love something like Colony Wars or yeah. like something mm-hmm. that is a little bit more open. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dream is for somebody to make Tie Fighter again or X Wing. Yeah. You yeah. know, the, those games were just so cool. Like all the stuff you could do in space. I know. Uh, Fox is a little bit more action oriented. but I, I would, would even cool. I would even kill for like another Rogue Squadron game. Yeah. Oh, uh, like that came up. I forgot where. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Michael yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, Michael Gandra- Gandara. Yeah, more Rogue Squadron, please. That was yeah. that was Factor Five, right? Yeah, dead developer. Yeah. They well, they they Their reformed. Their office is still near, not that far away. That's Marin. Right? They reformed. Yeah, I, I saw them recently. They're um, a company called Touch Factor now, and they oh, focused on making okay. uh, iOS games, but nothing like that. Much more casually oriented now. Yeah. But happening so never much. say never, right? Like it's it's possible that they'll pitch um, Disney on doing a Rogue Squadron game sure. or something. So. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right, Jeremy Connell says, I would like to see a new Star Tropics Revenge of Zelda mm. game. Uh, make it an eShop game. Don't get fan- Don't need to get fancy. Second-party developer, make a sequel, see what happens. Josh Bed- Bedink, you are my friend because you said Elite Beat Agents. Oh, yeah, I, I like that. that game, too. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, it was the first game I played on DS and still remains one of the best. And lastly, uh, this one comes from Aaron Dobb. Uh, I've always had a small, uh, soft spot for panel to pawn characters slash theme. The franchise turned into Puzzle League, which is fine, but I'd like to see those characters make a comeback and not have their game stolen in the West by the cast of Yoshi's Island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, fair That's enough. That's pretty good, yeah. So, Paris, why don't you read off some emails? Yeah, Vince just, we were going to talk Sonic, right? But Vince uh, had to run yeah. to something, so hopefully he'll uh, he be back. He had to run, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but if not, uh, we will. We have plenty of topics to talk about, right? So, when we check in with the listeners here, you can email IGN at NV at IGN.com we read everything you send even if we don't respond or read everything on the air if you want to ask a question you know be concise and short and include your name of course Um, so we've got an email from Abdul in England who said he played Tomb Raider recently and he's been wondering why Nintendo hasn't given us a great female heroine heroine currently the most notable one is Samus Aran of course with other female characters playing lesser roles like Dixie Kong sadly Nintendo princesses are invariably useless Peach, Daisy, Zelda, Rosalina um, you know, uh, Nintendo games seem perfect for a female lead. Um, what do you think? Will they pr- pr- produce a decent new heroine or promote an already featured character anytime soon? Mm. Huh. Like, yeah, I, I actually think they I mean, Nintendo, out of all the companies, kind of seems to think more with having kind of like ciphers as, as their leads for a lot of games, right? Like, um, or, you know, letting you choose like in Pokemon or Fire Emblem whether you can be a guy or, or a girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I actually think that Donkey Kong hack that Mike Micah did where yeah. he altered Donkey Kong to have a female switch the, mm-hmm. the leads so that his daughter could experience it from the viewpoint of a girl, I think that opened some eyes over at Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. Because, look, I mean, 3D three wo- uh, D World now has playable Peach, not yeah. generic Toad, right? Yeah. And um, so I think we'll see more like that. What do you think? I think they're listening now because you saw Peach at E3. You saw uh, Dixie Kong at E3. I feel like more female characters are slowly making their way into those games. I mean, they don't have 
super dominant roles. Yeah. I think I completely agree with him. It would be great if they finally got around to making a whole game around that. I kind of wonder why they haven't, but yeah. I also don't really accuse them of any malice. I think they're just really hooked on old uh, old school sort of storytelling yeah, where yeah. You know, the dashing hero saves the princess from the castle. Yeah, kind I, of stuff. I don't either if only because if that's the accusation and their answer to we need more playable female characters <laughs> is... Dixie Kong. Yeah, or the Peach game. That's a problem. Remember? Because that's not, I mean, oh my yeah. God, yeah. Super Princess Peach. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't cool at all. It was, yeah, that was a problem. It was yeah. very Japanese, right? Yeah, and a so, too much. Yeah. yeah, but but look, I mean, Pikmin had a female character. Mm-hmm. You could play as a that female character in it too. as well. We don't uh, know how many of those Pikmin were Yoshi. Too. Yoshi is a girl. She lays eggs. I don't know about that. I think Jury's out on anywhere near this one. That's like up there with Birdo, I think. I was going to say, say Birdo. You might be thinking of Birdo. I'm kidding. But I would love to see a Legend of Zelda, the Quest for Link game. Like, actually having... (laughs) No, actually having, like... I mean, she's badass. She could Mm -hmm. transform into Sheik, too, to be more like the fighter. We've seen seen stuff like that. Like, I mean, there was the... uh, Spirit Tracks. Spirit Tracks. She had played as her. Although she was dead. Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah, but she was more powerful than Link in some ways. I mean, just because she can possess any enemy on the field. And I was going to say, no, it would be great for Zelda, actually. I think that would be the game that shakes it up because it it doesn't affect the template of the world Mm -hmm. that much, too. I think it would really work. And something something other than Sheik, too. Their answer can't be, oh, yeah, our females are great when they dress as men and hide their... That's exactly what I was about to get to. Well, they co-opted Bayonetta, right? So that's Mm, now in the Nintendo stable. We'll see if they retain the rights over the franchise or even by the developer. We don't know what's going to happen next, right? Yeah, uh, Bayonetta is definitely sending a wonderful image to young girls. Yeah, that's funny. You know, you can beat up dudes with your hair and your high heel you know shoes I'm if glad. you dress like a slut. I'm, su- <laughs> I'm super glad Bayonetta exists because... Me too, it, me too. Yeah, pl- Platinum is all about like just wild excess and really weird, crazy ideas and you know that game is full of those things yeah. and I love that for it I love it for that it is a little uncomfortable to play if there's another female in the room I will be completely 100% honest but at the same time I'm glad that that character exists yep. so, just so you guys know like there are and I'm not saying this is particularly my my opinion and not that I'm using this as some kind of defense for anything in Bayonetta but there are a lot of people who find a lot of women who find her empowering sure mm-hmm. like that's yeah. not the, in, some, in a lot of cases that's kind of like a, a bad defense and excuse but there are legitimately a lot of sure, women sure. Uh, who identify some of which who identify as feminists who find who find that character very empowering yeah, yeah. and I think the, the the term there is a lot of women mm-hmm. like I don't think that like a, a little girl would be like that's a thing right. oh, oh, yeah, but yes. that's not a sure, game of course, for a little but it's girl not, right? yeah, precisely it's not for it's little boys like saying GTA is a, little, a game for little boys it's like no oh my lord <laughs> yeah but I mean <laughs> the guardians of that keep are GameStop employees so that's right. that's a yeah. tough war to win and responsible yeah. parents yeah. Sure. there are hey. some out there so next question, uh, next question comes from Andrew, who says, uh, you know, can we ever expect to see another Metabots game in the West? He uh, put time into the GBA and GameCube games, almost forgot about it, and then read somewhere that it actually a game came out in Japan, and that's the case. So as a special reader service, I called up Natsume, who uh, published the last games, and just point blank asked them um, whether they're going to pick it up. So Metabots 7 came out in, on 3DS last year, and Natsume said that they looked at it and considered it. They just couldn't get it together for a U.S. launch. There are no active plans right now, so no nothing planned for now, but they're still looking at it, and you, you never called know. You yeah. yeah, he wow. did. I saw him on the oh, phone. Good guy pair. Yeah, yeah there's a little baby journalist you inside know, you somewhere. <laughs> it's one still of those. all these years. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to see. I love um, it. <laughs> yeah, so nothing right now, sorry, but... Uh, 
you know, it's 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 possible. You know, the the franchise it's not a huge seller, but a small publisher mm-hmm. like uh, not some if they can resolve the uh, the licensing issues, I'm mm-hmm. sure would bring it out here. Um, Until then, there's plenty of Pac-Man's. That's right. <laughs> there you go, Pac-Man's. Hey, NVC crew from Big Tony style. Do you think Nintendo needs to or will ever add an achievement trophy system to their online interface? Yeah, next generation. You know, no. you think so? <laughs> really? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, they don't care. Uh, I, well, when I say they don't care, that I don't mean that as a, as a slam. I mean that it doesn't need to be that way. Games don't have to be uniform. They are completely on top of that. Like that's their message, and they mm-hmm. won't. They don't feel the need to, and I don't blame F- them. Philosophically, right? I mean, they seem to be going more the social route, where mm-hmm. your credibility as a as a gamer is established by you interacting with other users through and these yeah. messages profile. and stuff. Yeah. But they also do a lot of research, and research will come back and say. This kind of stuff encourages people to buy games for your platform, sure. right? Like a point system. I don't know if it's achievements. I have a hard time believing they're not going to well, do. Well, it's a loyalty like program. Yeah, in a, in that's a sense, what it really right? is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there were there were some people in the office who, mm-hmm. when the Wii U came out, were like, "I can't believe it still doesn't have trophies and achievements." Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> "So what? Like, I'm over you, it." Yeah, I don't. I don't trophy hunt anymore. I don't achievement hunt anymore. Those things, like, actually, I find them annoying. Like, I was mm-hmm. I was playing Assassin's Creed Four on. PS4 recently. I can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first half hour of it, we got like 12 trophies. But think, and it was just like, man, look at this really cool. But I'm, oh, okay. Well, now, now here's an eight-minute moment between two. But dang, like, okay. <laughs> now I'm gonna shut these off because I don't care. Like there are uses where um, a, a trophy or an achievement is can be used to a good uh, effect. For example, Portal Two, the mm-hmm. part where he kills you, the part where he kills you, and then it pops up as an achievement. The yeah. part where he kills you. Sorry, spoilers. You had to, you had your right. time to play that game. <laughs> that was a cool implementation of that idea. That's yeah. the only time I've ever admired it. I think most what? of my achievements. The Simpsons. Hunting, you press start, you get an achievement. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, <laughs> that was a good yeah, joke. I mean, I, it's uh, funny. The only yeah, reason, the only reason I think it's just them, they've missed the boat a little bit, isn't so much because I'm with you, Brian. I really don't care about yeah. those things. Mm-hmm. I've never cared about them. Um, but like Jose was saying, it's a loyalty program. That's the reason it's surprising that they've gone away from it because they finally are starting to get the online element yeah. correct. They're, they're finally starting to build a community online, which is great because they were a little bit slow on that mm-hmm. initially. All right, I'm gonna... and, and, and that's like the achievements or trophies. That's one of those things where if you've, if you've spent years on Xbox Live already – when you have that decision, which game, which system am I going to get it for? Am I going to get it for for the Xbox 360 or am I going to get it for the PS3? You're like, well, you know, one is where I have all my friends that's and where all my achievements yeah, but, are. Yeah, but, so okay, so that's the, what I'm going to do. Friends is one thing, but to say that like I my purchasing decisions are created forever by my loyalty program to like this they, invisible system of arbitrary points that are handed out. Colin Moriarty. But it's, it's like oh, I, I can't. I can't. Andrew Gofarb. I can't eat at that great restaurant that just opened up because I have all these McDonald's dollars. Oh, but spend. yeah, like, but but that's true. There are people. If you buy an Amazon Prime subscription, you're going to buy from Amazon, right? Yeah, sure. Or if you get a points card to a supermarket or you get a gas card, you're going to go there. Yeah, but Those whoa, kinds whoa, whoa. of things. They have a loyalty program. Club mm-hmm. Nintendo. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's but – it's, no, I know, it's a good one. I like it, you know, but it's it's offline. It's not integrated with a console and it's not turned. And that's the next yeah. step. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up to you yeah. guys and tell you guys something. Very, very personal here. It's deep. The, Bear your soul. The, the real reason I don't want them to have a system like this is because I know – I will fall for it. Hook, line, and sink. If they say, Brian, you will get a little noise on your television if you kill 200 Goombas today. Cl- I will kill 200 so, Goombas. So You're a closet a trophy hunter, yes. Brian. You're I'm a closet gonna, trophy hunter. I've been there before. I'm like, going <laughs> to test this theory, actually, right okay. here. Okay. You just bore your soul. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> 
there is new super mario new super mario brothers u mm-hmm. has that like hard difficulty trophy challenge this thing whatever have you completed them all no so then you won't fall for it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But if you know you didn't, what? That's what I. But this. I but see, it's not as public, and you know, like I, I like about achievements. And by the way, I, I started. I cared about achievements on Xbox by the time trophies were introduced on PS3. I just didn't care anymore That's, about uh, them, yeah, right? right. And so I never, path. I never turned into a trophy hunter. Yep. But I do, I do care, like. I think achievements punctuate your game experience. You kind of get a sense of like, oh, it's like this additional accomplishment. It's kind of a cheesy secondary notification. But I also like like when I see a friend is playing Grand Theft Auto, just look at the achievements and see how far they've gotten. I like that kind of element. Yeah. What what do you think would have happened had Sony and Microsoft been, and I know this is a Nintendo conversation, but had they been like, hey, uh, we're, uh, we're killing off all those old things. We're starting fresh this time, guys. So come on in. Yeah, I think there would have been riots. Yeah, people yeah. would have been so mad that they're, you know, they're. Fake. Or the vo- vocal minority would have been really mad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know for sure. <clears throat> how, well, two people in our in our office for sure would have gone on a killing rampage, like a godless killing rampage. I could take yeah, that for sure. To me, to me, like, <laughs> to me, the achievement system is almost like a replacement for collecting games, right? Like, yeah. I think in the future when you only download digital, having something on your profile that says "pair play like twenty hours of something mm-hmm. of this game" is kind of like having that virtual collection. So I, I do think they're going to go that route. See naturally. that that I really yeah. like because mm. I mean, right now they have the sort of like. Like library history we can go through and see mm-hmm. your stats of, but it's not as public facing as it should be like totally. if there was this cool list that you looked at and it was like Brian spent 100 hours playing Lego City Undercover yeah. make fun of him when you see him <laughs> yeah like a little make fun of yeah. him button yeah even. sure yeah, that'd like, be great. That, yeah. that's cool but yeah. like Brian collected every brick because he had nothing else to do. He was depressed. We are talking about a company, though, that maybe didn't take the achievements route, but they did do on Portables the Street Pass route. And Street yeah. Passing is great. It's yeah. really cool, right? That like, is the coolest way to share what you're playing, what you did in it, certain cool goodies between like systems. Mm-hmm. Like That was the thing that they invented. It was like, yeah. okay, this is ours. We put our and stamp on it. Yeah. I mean, I have to say the the whole like tingle bottle system in Wind Waker, I don't know if you've discovered it. It's, it's really cool, awesome. too. Yeah. It yeah. used to be really hard to get some of the gallery figurines. Uh, the uh, the yeah. you know Now yeah. you can actually trade with friends by tossing them in the ocean and stuff. You know, yeah. you Very send cool. a picture. So it's really cool. Hey, one, one final user yeah. question here, then we got to move on. But yep. uh, from Adam, he asked this a while back. He's a big fan of the pod Podcast. Thank you very much. Um, I saw on the internet that Ace Attorney 5 um, was going to be rated M for Mature, which it, did. it is. This surprised me, so I did some searching, found an interview with Tsuyoshi Yamazaki. In the interview, he said to appeal to the COD players, Call of Duty players, he made the game more mature by adding violent shooting segments and by making the bomb blow up the courthouse spoilers to support terrorist involvement. I feel like this is unnecessary because Phoenix Wright is a game meant for a specific audience and Call of Duty players don't have to be part of it. So my question is, why do you think the developers felt like this needed to happen what is your opinion on it um that's adam's question hmm. what do you guys think i mean it, i i almost feel like the subject matter of the ace first of all the target group of these of the phoenix Wright games is very specific and, and I don't very thi- small and i don't think it's kids right like yeah. so it's not like by making the game they're going to miss out of a segment of the audience sure. i i i mean 
I, I think it's sad if he said he wants to appeal to the Call, uh, Call of Duty market because that, that means he's out of touch with sure who's playing. Yeah, I, I was just going to say playing. the same thing. Let's, yeah. let's, let's move forward. Let, can you agree on this? Yeah. Let's move forward with the with the caveat if this is, in fact, a proper translation of what was said. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes you know, things get lost because, or get misconstrued. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. or if he was kidding. But like, but he seems to think he, he wants it to be labeled as a more mature game just to make mm-hmm. sure that he reaches the right people. And like to me, that... That game's always had like crazy stuff in it, and always sure. it was it's about off the wall comedy for it, sure. And it's crime scene investigation, their their murders in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's that weird that it's a rated M, but it's completely unnecessary. Yeah, too. it's almost whimsical murder. I mean, you'll see like the person plotting before. You'll see like maybe them leaving the crime scene, but it's not. And I know that sounds that's really a great weird. Term. <laughs> whimsical that, murder. Now, that's imagine, what like, they're going you, for. You turn the box over, and it was like features like <laughs> also <laughs> whimsical murder. Jose Otero, IGN. See here. Is like as a parent, here is why I don't even take that M rating seriously in this case. Mm-hmm. That's like putting an M rating on the second Harry Potter book or something sure. and saying, Oh, there's murders in it, and like, you know, the Chamber of Secrets show, you know, it's really scary. It's like right. this is not a game where you play as the main character killing people. No. Yeah. Right? That is not the plot of the game. You're trying mm-hmm. to solve mysteries, and some of those mysteries invo- involve murders and, and some violence and blood. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to it's me, that's blood. To me, no, but it is <laughs> to me it's a failure. <laughs> that to me is a failure. Failure of the M rating. It doesn't really actually convey that this game is not, you know, not having your kids cast as somebody stealing cars and shooting people. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's different. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then the other thing is that independent of of the M rating, something I can definitely identify with in that reader's uh, kind of gripe mm-hmm. is this idea of why does it's not so much why does every game have to cater to COD fans? That's not really it, but it's more like. Why do companies continue to insist that by adding element X or Y from a completely unrelated genre or completely unrelated like thematic, you know, ga- like game thematic, yeah. why do they assume that by adding that they're broadening their horizon? If they do they really think that a COD player is going to suddenly be like, "Yo, they blew up a courthouse in this game. I'm gonna buy it now." Yeah. Like that's not how really how it well, works. It's interesting. Yeah, that would never work like that. Yeah. Uh, not I guess to transition. It's interesting you say that though because uh, a company named Sega may have, you know, gathered some inspiration from a game that was sort of related, unrelated in Mario Galaxy and added some of that to Sonic. Was that a Jose way? No, that was good. That's not <laughs> that's not a thing apparently. Yeah, it yeah. can be. Not yeah. not on my watch. Which was, game was that? That was a Jose uh, that walk. Was, yeah, that was Sonic Lost Worlds. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Perhaps. So why don't we talk about that now? It's appealing to the Call of Duty contingent. Definitely. Yeah. Without no, a doubt. No, but, uh, you know, definitely going for Mario's lunch a little bit. I mean, yeah. you know, you played it. You've mm-hmm. seen trailers yeah. for it. Some people refuse to see it. I think, you know, you need to lighten up because it's there and there's nothing wrong with grabbing inspiration in this case sure. anyway, right? Like, mm-hmm. this was a decent idea. This is uh, two series that have been competing for years. Sonic mm-hmm. was the answer to Mario, you know, for Sega and for mm-hmm. the Genesis. But a very different game, right? Very different. Very. Just feel-wise. I mean, I, I got to be honest. Like, I... I always liked 
the feel and the speed of the Sonic games and then got really frustrated by by just my OCD nature of wanting to collect and see everything and yeah. I felt like the game style clashed with like my yep. Mario my classically trained Mario-ness sure. right mm-hmm. and so when when it was first announced that they're gonna take a page out of Galaxy I was like oh that might not be a bad idea if the controls are there right mm-hmm. and and more more importantly than to me even I mean I think the controls are obviously very important but mm-hmm. I think just as important maybe in, uh, in adapting whenever you're gonna take um, a beloved franchise and you're going to maybe inject some new life into it, put it kind of on a different path on the railroad. Um, it's important that it re- still retains the identity of what makes it what it is. Like, okay. So in other words, um, Mario in Super Mario Galaxy is still doing all the things that he was doing in other 3D Mario games. He still felt like Mario. Yeah. He was doing Mario things. They didn't change the feel of the character. They didn't change the feel of the character, nor did they change the the minute-to-minute uh, kind of gameplay loop of, of how things you know flowed. Um, but they just put it in this cockamamie, weird, you know, planetoid setup that opened up all these awesome possibilities sure. for them. So in that case, that's a that's a matter of making a decision to make a change and open up a new paradigm that's going to increase the possibilities and build upon something you already have. Whereas, and you know, I reviewed the game, and one of the re- one of the issues I I had with it is that I didn't necessarily feel like the particular way in which. Super Mario Galaxy opened up the Mario universe Mm -hmm. was something that opened up Sonic in a way that it needed to be opened up or in a way that it wasn't opened up already Um, and certainly not in a way that was synergistic with what Sonic was already doing. But isn't isn't that unfair? I mean, like, I I hear you. I'm just playing devil's advocate here now. Isn't it unfair to say, you know, the feel of a game shall never change, right? Like, I expect Sonic to be a a certain certain thing. And I've heard some people say that about the Castlevania franchise, Uh for example. It's like, no, I really like the way it felt before. Now in 3D, it's not the same thing anymore. I just whips. feel like, well, like how how can a developer evolve their franchise if they if they have a different vision, and especially if a franchise stops selling, right? Because mm, yeah. it feels yeah. a certain way, right? Um, but it doesn't seem like that's the case in the in, in this game, right? Uh, what is the case? That is it, it that it stopped selling? I mean, no, but but yeah, I mean, Sonic <laughs> Sonic is a very successful franchise, right? Yeah. right? And mascot like, survivor of the nineties, yeah. Yep, so still going. <laughs> so, but like, how, like so do you you. Is your criticism that it strays too far from how Sonic feels, or is it just that this new mixture just doesn't work? It's really, it's the, it's really the latter. It's that the mixture, this particular mixture, doesn't work. I totally understand. I totally agree with what you're saying. That if you lock a developer into the idea that they always have to deliver what they've always delivered, then you're right. You, you open up the door for stagnation, and it never changes. It never evolves. It can never get any better. Uh, but again, just to go back to the Super Mario Galaxy example, that was Super Mario Galaxy. I think we can all agree, pretty much, was a revelation. Mm-hmm. You know, but they, but still, minute to minute, um, sorry, uh, sorry Mario, Mario felt like Mario the whole way through. And I think the main thing that the, my main criticism is, and I was talking to Jose about yeah, this the I'm other day. Yeah, I'm actually going to respond in a second. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, I was talking to Jose about this the other day. Um, in the best platformers, certainly you can say this about Mario and every good Sonic game, the character feels like kind of like the last cog in a machine that fits perfectly where the whole thing was built around making them being able to fit properly into it so that everything they do right. feels like it makes sense in the world around them mm-hmm. and i'm going to mm-hmm. you know what i'm going to throw this out there go for it to kind of to build on what pear said um Sonic is that cog, right? But I don't know if that machine has ever worked. <laughs> Wait a minute. You liked Sonic Colors? You liked Generations? I did, and you, you know, the reviewer I, I, from those games. I, I, I did. I did. And I, I liked it sort of in spite of what the franchise is always trying to do to itself. But it's always like there is a speeding object and a wall. 
and that is that game. And it is smash. <laughs> it's fast, fast, fast. Boom. Oh shit! I dropped. All but my, hold on. I dropped all my books. Let me pick up my. Okay. Now, all right. I'm gonna start jogging again. Build the speed back up. Oh no! I, I lost the thing. Like. I, you'll you'll fight a boss and you'll have one ring and that ring will just fly back and forth until it fades off the screen. You're like, now nah, I got to fight him. But so it's but so it's frustrating though. But if you you could also argue that it's a skill based game it where you improve yeah. you improve to the point where you never have that kind of stop and go gameplay yeah. anymore. And like, I think it's a perfectly valid argument to say, well. I want a game that feels great all the time. I don't want to yeah. have to work for the game to to feel great. Well, right? that, that's that's just rewarding memorization and trial and error gameplay rather than rewarding yep. a fun experience that's sure, through but, and through for whoever but, but plays But the it. best levels of any game, you'll want to play them again. And I think that they kind of lean on that. And in the, in the Wii U version, just you know, to be the counterpoint to Vince, I do feel that some of the experimentation does work. I feel mm -hmm. that some of it, um, for the most part, like giving people the choice of saying, okay, this pathway looks crazy. I don't think I can navigate this like by running and hitting these bumpers and hitting the jumps when I'm supposed to. Let me go to the other side of this planet and see what other pathways I have. And in mm -hmm. looking, you'll find like three or four ways in some levels. Now, not every level offers that kind of variety, but when you hit the, the point in that game where you feel like, okay, I've got it down, like you do reach that, that skill point where you're like, hey, I'm getting through this. I'm not getting hit. I know exactly where that sure. enemy is going to be. And the levels themselves almost play like racetracks. Yeah. It almost feels like, hey, this is a... Uh, I'm forgetting uh, uh, Laguna Seca, you know, like something like that, <laughs> yeah. like from a, from a Gran Turismo game or something mm -hmm. where I like, I know that turn's coming. I better do what I need to do to avoid, you know, uh, you know, spinning out or what have you. Yeah. Sure. So I feel like sometimes the experimentation works, but sometimes it doesn't. And then, um, and it really depends. And that was at least, you know, part of my criticism with the Wii U version. And I feel it also applies to the 3DS version, which is mm. a completely different mm, yeah. game, by the way. So different. It's almost like Sega went back to remember in the 90s when you had multi-platform games and they were mm -hmm. completely different games on different systems yeah, yeah like Super Aladdin. Nintendo would <laughs> yeah. get one version of Aladdin and then the Genesis would get some completely oh, yeah. different yeah. and there were other instances of that Konami did it Capcom did it a lot of companies Ge did it. Genesis that. version was better yes it was absolutely. in some cases mm -hmm. not every the animation is just still so Aladdin, amazing anyway so good. yeah Aladdin <laughs> people fight tooth and nail over that one but I like, I like um, the other one too but I like that they did that but ultimately I feel like and this is what came through in at least my review with the 3DS one. I was like, look, they get the ideas right half the time. The other half of the time, it feels like you know some of this is a mess. Or I don't want to assume rushed because I hate to assume things like that. Mm -hmm. But it, it just didn't work as well. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the frustrating part about experiencing both games, in my opinion. And, and what was really frustrating for me... Um just to your point about the, the 3DS version being a totally different game, uh, in my review, I, I dove pretty deep in on specifics of exactly why Sonic in, on, the, on the Wii U version felt so alien compared to what Sonic had felt in the past. And it wasn't even about always about speed. It was about just the way he behaved in the air, the way he interacted with the, the world around him. The double jump is weird. The I think double the first jump is, jump is so great, strange. but the second jump, you barely like get a lot of distance on it. Like mm -hmm. The momentum is really a little strange. It takes getting used to. It's not horrible, and, at least to me. Well, well, yeah, and I guess I guess that's the funny thing is that, you know, that's always going to be the point of subjectivity, right? It's yeah. like, ooh, does this feel good to me? Does it feel, not feel good to me? But what's what I can definitely say, what I think is fairly like on the nose and plain is that as the moment I jumped in the 3DS version, I was like, yes, this is how Sonic jumps. You sure. know, this is how it feels when he, Sonic is in the air yeah. as established by 20 years of, you know, of mm -hmm. the franchise. Right. Yeah. I, I think mascots aside, if you took the gameplay from Sonic Lost World and you put it in Super Mario Galaxy and kept the entire game intact, we would have given it whatever we get, you gave Sonic Lost World. A five. Yeah, five. absolutely. Because we've been like, man, this is a really beautiful game, and they really tried, but it controls like crap. 
Yeah, and the and the level hey, designs controls aren't the issue, but okay. And, yeah, I, I mean, I, it was I, for me. As yeah, me who, too, plays, yeah. who plays a lot of platformer yeah, yeah. games, who's played every single Mario game, when I sit down and I'm just like, I'm still not cool with that like honing attack crap. I'm not cool with like that's the, always been kind of hit or miss. I don't I agree. like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that stuff. I don't like running into a bush and then like slowly like charging <laughs> that's not through what it. I like it's yeah, yeah that, what's that? <laughs> the moment. <laughs> What just happened? Nothing. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, the moment. Term- I'm sorry. If I can just say that real quick. I like saying with Brian's point about feel. I know this is like a subtle little thing. It's, it might seem silly to, to harp on. But How the does mo- the bush feel? <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. Let's not go. Please. Whoa, we want to hey, keep our. Paris is started. Yeah, this I know. Paris is a family red. show. He runs yeah. the joint here. This, this, this is a family podcast. I just couldn't help it. I'm so sorry. Go ahead, Ben. Sorry. That's okay. Um. The moment I was like, "What were they thinking here?" was when I was running forward uh, in one of the one of the early levels in that first world, and I run over one bridge and I run over it completely uninterrupted, as you should. Mm-hmm. And then I run towards the second bridge, and for no apparent reason, that bridge is just three dimensional <laughs> enough off the ground that I have to slow down and mantle over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, "Why would you? Why?" What yeah. is that? What I, is that? What is the purpose of that? It looks like I'm walking over it. It I, looks like I can't walk over it, but magically, no, I have to slow down and vault yeah. over. Like, I think that's it. I think why? That, I, I mean, it's, <laughs> you could argue maybe it was an oversight. And, like, it's not know, challenging. But, but it's not I, like it's hard. I'm I just actually, like. I actually think they wanted to create an obstacle course where the first time you play it, you're you're gonna suck. And, like, you have to play it again and get better. And it's, like, I don't agree with that gameplay either. Like, I like a racing game where you start off on a track and the cars you go up against are not that great. And you have time to learn, you know, Mm, the ropes of the track. And then you get better until you drive a freaking, like, Koenig's egg and, like, you're kicking ass. But there are are gamers who love a simulation racer where they start the car and they're like, oh, my God, this is terrible. I can't drive this thing. And they have to, like, work really hard to learn it, right? And just to compare and contrast between the versions, one of the things I found is uh, the Wii U version is incredible incredibly stingy and thereby can feel incredibly frustrating you start Mm -hmm. the game with four lives and you can quickly lose them in the early in the early levels whereas uh the 3ds version you play it you get uh they're rewarding you constantly with like oh there's another sonic face yeah i get another life and you start with 10 and every Mm -hmm. time you continue you get 10 like it's even weird that a little decision like that i just wonder what it would have impacted how you play the Wii U version or not? Like even small things like that. So your complaints are for the about the 3DS version are they very are, different but, from um, Vince's. They are well. I only reviewed the 3DS one. I know Vince mm-hmm. didn't play all of it. I know some of what I kind of want to defend though is I feel in the Wii U version some of the control decisions I feel were right. I mean I feel like Sonic has in some instances felt a little out of control, and the idea of trying to give the player a little more control of when they're speeding and when they're not was a good decision. And it mm-hmm. is, as you say, I feel like they're, especially like some of the later stages are like an obstacle course where mm-hmm. you're on very little pathways and you have to narrowly avoid falling off and just turning at just the right time. And I feel that's good. Um, so those are generally my complaints where there are times where everything just lines up and works great. And this is w- something that both versions share. Mm-hmm. And there are times where they just really don't. Yep. Yeah. Maybe a little iteration would have helped. And I do agree, some of the things are e- take some getting used to, but I feel like it's a lot... More, uh, more, a lot more reliable platforming than Little Big Planet or something like that. Okay, well, I totally, I, I'm gonna go in with you on that and say, yeah, I like that's my problem is okay, and I like Little Big Planet as a creation suite. But Same here. Again, as a platformer, it's ter- it's just terrible yeah. in my opinion. Like, it's an absolutely terrible platformer. Mm-hmm. And again, this isn't about challenge or not wanting to work for mm-hmm. you know work to get good at something. This is a matter of 
of it just being inconsistent. And the thing that I talked about in my review at the very top of it is, you know, when 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 you see when you review when you read a review of a of like a sports car, they talk about predictability. That's a word they use. Predictability. Mm-hmm. Predictability of braking performance. Predictability of grip. Knowing that the car is going to do the same things in the same situation every time is such a large part of the enjoyment of driving a sports car. Sure. Mm-hmm. And a platformer is no different. And especially Sonic, it, it, something that's speed oriented and precision oriented relies on the idea that it will always do the same thing and it'll always feel the same way no matter what situation you're in it'll always behave uh in a way that it seems like it should and that's really my main issue so it doesn't and within the game there i feel it does but i I hear his point a little bit it takes getting used to but i feel it it does reliably fall into those motions but it's not reliably in line with what's come before and what's happened before it, it isn't, with those games. You're right. It's not in line with yeah. what's happened before. But, I mean, I have to say, things like wall running, I mean, you just – sometimes – we've captured this in my video review. Sometimes in, like, the 2D sections, I'll be standing next to a wall but not moving forward. And I just jump up because I want to do a bounce attack down. And it just wall runs me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why, why, I'm like yeah. why, am I, why am I wall running right now? Yeah. Like, that's not at all it what I – should have required directional input yeah. on It, it should have required yeah. – direct- and that's yeah, the thing. Sometimes it like seems that. like it does require, in, you know, directional input. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I, and then speaking to what I said before about the about the bridge, it's like, okay, so one of two things should have happened with that. The second bridge, the one that you couldn't just run over, it should have been one of two things. Either it should have been raised enough that I said, okay, I have to jump over that. Mm-hmm. Or it should have been flat enough for me to run, you know, run over. It shouldn't have been looks flat enough for me to run over <laughs> and I can't run over it. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm not saying that as a, from a challenge standpoint, that's too much work. I don't want to have to jump. That's not what I'm saying. No, that's not the point. No. The point is that it should look – it should – it should present the kind of challenge that it looks like it presents. Sure. Yeah. And that's just an important, again, that, that's, yeah. that's to and the predictability right. point. And, and the parkour system is, I think on paper, a really good idea, right? Because yeah. how do you prevent people from losing momentum? You give them a tool that's going to automatically, in some cases, vault over or latch onto and keep you moving. Right. Or, or just um, make it control like Mario. Mario has a parkour system. I am Jackie Chan when I play those games. <laughs> like, it's amazing. He, he doesn't run yeah. on walls, though, but he does jump no, off walls. No, he does walls. wall kicks but he does and wall flips, flips and then yeah. triple jumps and backflips mm-hmm. and slides and I'm chaining all the moves together and I'm doing it in Galaxy and I'm doing it in 3D land and it's awesome and it feels great and I like I don't want to ape like I don't want to harp on this whole like you know Sonic should be more like Mario but if Sonic's trying to be like Mario in it's like presentation and level design and stuff like Mm -hmm. that steal the rest yeah it has to be on that level it has to be on that level if you're gonna do a cover song you should have a good lead singer. Right. Well, I, I feel like I feel like you know some of the challenges that Sonic is facing. That's funny. Are are being solved by other games too, right? Like games like Mirror's Edge, like mm. actually pulled off Which kind I of love. wall running yeah. in a, in a pretty good way. It was also brutally hard that game, but it, it was much more satisfying. I thought, and I think sure. you know Titanfall is already showing that kind of stuff yeah. too. And so I think it's going to be a natural to apply that to a game like Sonic, where you're always running, right? Like just a more uh-huh. fluid control system to make you really feel like. A speeding badass and not have to stop for everything, but right. Yeah. And and if I if I can, uh, that's actually a perfect point because something that, that I think didn't get you clear. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, you can't. You can't. Speaking stop of that. stopping oh. Sonic dead in his tracks, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Altano. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but on, on that point. And this speaks a little bit to what we were talking about before. Where uh, do you want to have to put it in work or, or don't you? I think 
and on Twitter, this got abstracted a little bit. I got into a, a little bit of a discussion with some of the people who are engaging me about it, where I think I might have come off as sounding like I didn't want there to be a path to mastery and I didn't want to have to put in work. Right. That's not true at all. I think putting in work and replaying Sonic levels and replaying levels of any good game until I can do it in a way that's so perfect and so flawless that I feel like a total badass, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the best. And I will put in endless amounts of, totally. of work into it's, doing that. Yeah. But, the, but the work has to be me getting better at either learning how that, their system works um, or getting more precise with a, a, a working set of tools. Mm-hmm. It can't be me trying to overcome the limitation of bad tools. Right. Gotcha. I think yeah. the, the marriage there comes in of them going, well, we've made the system easier for you to to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And, and I totally, I'll be the first to admit that a lot of my gripes come from the fact that I'm just not that good at these games. Okay. And I sit there and I play them. Like, I played for a half an hour and then I walked over to Jose and I handed him the controller and he played the same level I just played and he flew through it like a pro and it was beautiful yeah, and I showed fluid, you a different path and, and all that stuff. And he was yeah. showing me all these alternate paths and stuff like uh-huh. that. And I was like, I did not have that experience with that game. But I think had we played a Mario game side by side, we would have like, us both playing a level for the first time probably would have had a similar experience. Yeah. yeah. And to that to that same point, actually, so after I spent a good n- amount of time with the Wii U version, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, I, I've got to be mi- – I felt like – I was doubting myself even a little bit. I was like, I've got to be missing something. There's no way it's this not – it's this influid, like, by default. Like, sure. it, it can't be. Um and so then for the heck of it, I threw in uh, Sonic Generations, which I think is terrific. I really like Sonic yeah, Generations. And I haven't played that game since it originally came out in 2011, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, and I didn't have to practice nothing, anything. I just put it in, picked a level, and just fell into the flow. And I didn't do everything perfectly. I, I even died a couple of times. It wasn't like I, I did great. But I regularly felt fast fluid and like my character fit into the world that was built mm, around him sure. yeah. and then so, I went and I was like this is like a brush I felt the same way when I played the 3DS version I put the 3DS version in and in and within one level I had a huge ear to ear grin on my face because I was like oh my god it works and it feels like it's supposed yeah. to again so Vince this really surprised me because everything I know about you I know from the IGN comments yes. and I know that one you're too, <laughs> I know that one you're too slow right you know, that's clearly. a big reason why you didn't enjoy this game very clearly number two you hate Sonic obviously and also IGN hates Sonic. Right. All of us um, do. So I'm, I'm actually surprised to hear you say this. about. <laughs> no, so by the way, this is an appeal to commenters. I know there's some people listening to this podcast who comment a lot on IGN, and I think that's great, and we love to hear your feedback. But guys, let's be nicer. Seriously, right? <laughs> there are people at the other end um, who are reading what you're saying, and you know some of the stuff that you throw at our heads is not cool. Yeah. Um, and like, I know there are lots of people who are great commenters. Um, it's not about defending us, or it's not about not not criticizing reviews or challenging us. I, I we all like that, but just the the silly thing like he must hate Sonic. He's not good enough at Sonic. He obviously doesn't like this genre. IGN should find somebody who really likes this genre. <laughs> like just because a game got a seven point two. I, I say like, this a lot, but I think it's it, uh, it's got to stop. It's like, come People on. read the comments and they look at the big IGN logo and they think there were this like giant monolithic monster, right? Right. And it's like, no, we have we're to chop them down. We're a collection of human beings with feelings. <laughs> so, and, and, but Vince you know, cried. Yeah. 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 Openly weeped. 
Yeah, yeah, I held him in my arms. Yeah, and I I looked and my shoulder was covered and in tears. That's our sign that this segment needs to end. <laughs> no, but, when but, we come back oh, quickly. But if, if I can, if I can really yeah. quickly just to, yeah, just no, to put no, a bow quickly. on yes, if I can put a bow on what on what Pear said. Yes, we are human beings. But I just want to say that amidst all the admittedly large amount of nastiness I saw on Twitter and in the comments, there were some people who engaged me very positively, who gave yeah. me some really great feedback that I really appreciated. So don't so keep that feedback coming, guys. Please, by all means, don't be afraid to to disagree and to open up discussion because I love great. it. All right, so we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, Brian Altano is going to tell you all about his Pokemon experiences. Oh, great. When we continue. <laughs> and we're back. Brian, hi. You playing Pokemon? I am. I'm playing the. I'm playing Pokemon for the first time. Wow. The, my first Pokemon game ever. Which That's is, what I was doing two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's weird for me because uh, I love Nintendo games, obviously, um, and I love the Zelda games specifically. So I love these kind of like top down, cut down the trees and walk around and collect <laughs> things. Like all that type of stuff totally appeals to me. So for whatever reason, I missed Pokemon. I guess it was just like I was just a little old for it. Which is stupid because you're never too old for Pokemon. Nope. As I'm evidence now, <laughs> age 32, playing my first Pokemon <laughs> game. Um, and I pl- I'm playing uh, Pokemon X, and I'm actually actually I'm playing Y, and I'm I'm I jumped in for the first time, and I had no idea what I was doing. I had nobody telling me what to do, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's check this out. What's the deal? So, I I, I came into the work to work the next day after playing for the first time, and. <laughs> You're laughing your ass off. Jose was like, I already know what happened. He's like, what's up, man? How was Pokemon? And I was like, all right, I'm not going to lie. All my all my Pokemon are dead. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I I left my house. I left my mom's house. I went out. And for some reason, there was like a, there's like a rhino that lives on the front lawn that's always mad at me. Don't understand that at all, why that's even there. First thing I see. Then I walk out. I'm in this small ass town. It's totally locked off. There's one guy and two girls. They're both children. I'm like, this is a weird town. And somebody goes, yeah, you can leave. <laughs> so the door is open. I'm, on, I'm in a bigger town now, and I'm walking around. Somebody's like, here's a Pokemon. I'm like, all right, cool. And I think he's like a, what is he, like a Froakie? He's a frog? I don't know <laughs> so what that far, is. So far, like so good. Yeah, like water-type Pokemon. Keep okay. going. So I bring him out in the wild, and he's getting pummeled a little bit here and there. I don't understand the game, because I'm walking around, and there are two types of people. There are people that want to help me, and there are the people that look like the people that want to help me, but <laughs> they want to hurt me. <laughs> So one guy's like, oh, there's a cool town right up there. And the other guy's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And I'm like, what's <laughs> the difference between you people? It sounds like life. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I <laughs> don't know who your enemies are. I don't walk down the street and some guy's like, hey. And the other guy's like, I got five dogs that want to fight you. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So I got, I, got, I, got my, I got my Pokemon. And then somebody taught me how to throw Pokemon at other Pokemons and steal them. Nobody taught me that you can't do that with with Pokemon trainers, Pokemons. So is this just Brian being stupid or is it just that we've played this franchise for over a decade? I'm telling you, as (laughs) a first Pokemon game, this game does not do the greatest job of explaining everything to you. Yeah, they don't. They don't explain a lot of things. Hmm. I'm also Because my seven-year-old, my my seven-year-old didn't have all this Pokemon. But is he Fe- asking? Feigned nice all the time. <laughs> is he asking? <laughs> wow, I did not realize. But is he asking his sister for help? So I have a nine-year-old niece who's playing, and she doesn't really know what's happening. And every once in a while, I call and ask, "Hey, how's it going?" And yeah, and you know, and I tell both 
uh, her brother and her mother, like help her out because this is this is a little different than the games she's yeah. tried before. Yeah. Pair, let me let me um, tell you something about my parents' car. <laughs> <laughs> it did not have honor roll stickers all over the bumper. Okay, well, but no. In, fair, in fairness, had, thank though, God my son's not in jail stickers. All over <laughs> but I'm not. I am not in jail. <laughs> but in fairness, like when you think about it too, on the one hand, you're right. It doesn't do a very good job of you know of communicating all the intricacies and there's a lot of intricacies yeah, yeah. there's a the, lot of things the to know types, so yeah. eventually I learned how to collect more and more and I got about six or seven but I only kept using one of them so my other ones were just like they were like <laughs> uh, it was like the seventh rabbit born in a litter where it's just like ah oh, he's not gonna make it <laughs> so then so, they switched off the they switched up the types on you and yeah, you're like oh yeah. no level and one be I still don't know what a type means I just go alright use your thing as hard as you can until we die <laughs> you're dead okay great so We're going to Pokemon one, harder than we've ever Pokemon. One by one, they would start feigning. One of them got hypnotized. Another one fell in love. And I was like, what are you doing, man? We are at war right now. <laughs> so no one, I, I had a bag of dead Pokemon. I'm walking around town. I don't know what to do. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to walk in here. No one said anything. So I'm like, I'm going to, I got to go back and see my mom. This is going <laughs> to be so embarrassing. It's like when you move out for the first time and you call a month later and you're like, Ma, I need some money. And she's like, come on. That wasn't part of the deal. You're like, Mom, I need some rare candies. Yeah. I come all the way back with a bag of dead Pokemon. And she's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> What happened to you out there, Brian? And I'm like, I, I don't know. One of them fell in love. War is hard. And she healed all of them. I walked out. The, the stone rhino was like, I'm like, God, why do you live here? I went back out. And then I fought my first Pokemon trainer. And I whooped his ass. Right. Yeah. There you go. So That's where I am now. I beat, I, well, not my first Pokemon trainer. My first gym. I beat so the first gym. The training wheels are slowly coming off. Yep. It's taken a little bit. But, yep. yeah. Yep. I'm no, the, the early going of the game does rely on, like, you... <laughs> Either having prior knowledge or talking to people. Yeah, like, it, is, it's it's pretty obvious. This to me. is fascinating. It's yeah, like it watching is, right? Forrest Gump. <laughs> no, totally, <laughs> totally. It's one of those. It's one of those movies about somebody who's like lived in their woods their whole life and they were raised by wolves. Uh -huh. And you bring them out and they're like, yeah. "Let's go to the movie." Like this is my Encino Man, basically. Uh -huh. right. Life is like a box yeah. of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need to bring this segment back next week and see sure. how it's going. Absolutely. Yeah. This is amazing progress, by the way, Brian. Uh, thank I'm, you. I'm thank so happy to hear they're back you alive. Out, wait, yeah. How many hours did it take to, to beat the first gym for you? So it must have taken a while. About five. Five or ten. <laughs> oh. Oh. Right. I spent a lot of time talking to that stone rhino in the front of my house. We're gonna give you a we're gonna get you the Pokemon Mastery merit badge by the end by the end of this. You're gonna okay. get a you special guys, badge, yeah. Yeah, you guys are you're you're all treating me like I'm like a really dumb kid in school right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, oh, you did really good. No, it's no. okay. We're gonna get Brian, you a it's cool okay. Hat. Brian, everyone, nice everyone hat. has their own pace. It's all right. Mm -hmm. It's okay. We're impressed. We're impressed you got this Thanks, one. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> on your own. Yeah. So let's transition over to This Week in the eShop, which is a regular feature you can read on IGN. Quickly, because we have to hurry up. This podcast is going Nine long. hours long. Yeah. Sorry, we my don't fault. Need that. Uh, so Phoenix Rice, Ace Attorney, Dual Destinies is on sale. We gave it a 7.2. Uh, we reviewed it, which is good. Yeah. In case, you know, you're about to go, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Objection. No, I, 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 I got to play it more. I, I really like those games, you know, and like every time I play them, I am just angry because like I know the solution to like a puzzle or, you know, mm -hmm. crime scene and I can't communicate it to the game yeah, because yeah. the options are so generic sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so then I get frustrated because the game sometimes fails me despite me knowing the solution. And yep. to me, that that is a sign that the game could could be improved a lot, but I still love it. They usually mm -hmm. have great localizations too, so that's it's funny, reason. which is yeah. really key yeah. for that, yeah. that yeah. franchise. Oh, so definitely. I mean, I, I I get that. I could totally see a rating like that. Seven point two is good. Um, yep. 
And there's some issues. I mean, it is it is like a book, right? You start at the beginning and then you read, and there are no the surprises are all story based, and there's not a lot of gameplay to it. So that's right. Another uh, this isn't on the eShop, but another quick review that went up this week: We Party You, a seven point five. By the way, I'm going to play Dual Destinies. I'm also going to finally play We Party You tonight. So we'll oh, yeah. see. Nice. Yeah, I'm not throwing a party or anything. I'm just going to play. It. <laughs> so uh, Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate uh, will be available the 25th. <laughs> Along with Batman, Arkham Origins, Wii U. Yep. Those are both coming out. Reviews will come out this week. You'll see that tomorrow on IGN. If you like, uh, if I mean, we were talking about Metroid, but if you like Metroid-style gameplay, the Arkham games basically took the Metroid-style yep. sure. setup. Totally. Even like some of the, the tools that you use are very, very mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. like in, yeah. in Samus's the Arsenal. The 3DS one was made by former Metroid developers. Oh, that's right. Former yeah. guys from Retro who yeah. started Armature. Yeah. So yep. there's that. Nice. Hopefully that panned out. Don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, Sonic Lost World, Vince's Game of the Year, yeah. is available <laughs> on 3DS and Wii U, October 29th, uh, 5.8 on IGN Wii U, 6.8 on IGN 3DS. I just want to be consistent, put that out there. Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, also October 29th. Wow, a lot of big games coming. Mm-hmm. That looks pretty cool. I hope yeah. the Wii U version didn't get cho- shortchanged and it's actually yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Our reviewer, I spoke to him this morning, has not played the Wii U version Wii yet, U version yeah. yet. Yeah, okay. which is disappointing. Hopefully I, that gets done soon. I believe the DLC got shortchanged. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's all mm-hmm. I know. But, I mean, if you're just there for the main campaign, then sure. Okay. Um, personally, I'm waiting for next gen to play that game. Sure, me too. I'm go. picking Absolutely. it up. Me too. For PS4, Xbox One. First, going to see which one runs better. Yeah, I want to see mm-hmm. them in action first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 3DS Virtual Console, Star Soldier, Konami yeah. Shoot 'Em Up is available. Uh, I believe now. Um, Probably one of the most mis- one of the most misspelled games ever. Star Soldier. Yes, yeah, Star right. S- Star Solitaire is everywhere. Ah, so really? many. Yeah, huh. one of the Actually, biggest typo in, games that the yeah, internet. Yeah, it, it's it, that's how it's spelled here. I, yep. I, I there you go. Yeah, Google Star Solitaire. It has probably more hits than Star. Wait, Soldier. why the hell can't Was people that, spell Soldier? It's just like this weird. Did Japan get thing. that wrong first, or I don't know. Somebody got it huh. wrong. Okay. It's like Rouge Squadron, right? Yeah. Rouge Squadron. We saw that today. The, Rouge the, Squadron. Makeup, the makeup girl. Yep. Girl <laughs> game. Yeah. That game. All right. <laughs> Wii U Virtual Console mm-hmm. Pinball uh, for the NES came out. You say that's a good table or a decent I think table? It's, yeah, I think it's a cool table. It's very, very simple, but it's got some cool little nods to classic Nintendo stuff in it. Oh, um, cool. There's an area on the pinball table where if you hit it over, you're actually in this sort of alleyway type level where Super Mario is underneath holding up a platform trying I to save the that. princess. I love little, Mario little show like up in, in games just out of nowhere. I know. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It was cool. Yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, baseball also available. I played uh, that so much back in the day. My God. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, that's the, the most simple baseball video game ever made. It's got none of your favorite teams in it. It's got, I think, like New York versus Canada. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things. Last yeah. thing worth talking about, um, which doesn't come out, well, would come out next week. Uh, I'm excited about this. Super Castlevania 4. Oh, yes. It's going to be on yes. Wii U Virtual Console For October real? 31st. Yes. Yeah, awesome. this is real. That wow. game, when I played that game, I'm so like, okay, good. I can now see what you can do with Mode 7. Yep. Yeah. Because the rotating, spinning oh, corridors. That, and that le- With all the spikes all over Isn't that weird? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they were just so the creative. The rotating cathedral. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Stained glass. Exactly. And, oh the developers went nuts with Mode 7 in and, that game. Yeah. So, Talk yeah. about a soundtrack. That has one of the... with like Symphony of the Night, yeah. and yeah. it just has such an amazing soundtrack. Yeah, it's a great compliment to the soundtracks from the first three games that were on NES. Three mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. one of the best soundtracks, yeah. I feel, of any 8-bit game yep. like, yeah. ever. I'm buying this one. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's one of those I bought it like 90 times already. <laughs> it's yeah. also one of those like rare situations where they were like, oh, look, new technology, and instead of it just being pretty, they were just 
ingenious with how they imply, oh, yeah. applied it and, and made mm-hmm. it impact gameplay in all these really cool ways. It's all applied for, for gameplay reasons. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. good. Yeah, one of the game. best Super Nintendo games, early yeah. Super Nintendo games. Sure, too, one, one, that, one, like this is early in the system's life. One of my top ten games of all time. Definitely. Yeah. Sweet. Right. And I bought that on the Wii, so it'll only be a dollar for me on Wii U. Nice, man. Yeah, same here. Awesome. Yes. All right. Um, so that's our show. We need a question of the week. I did not think of one this week, so quickly, someone come to my rescue. Uh, uh, oh, I totally didn't think about it. Come on, Brian. Uh, who's the most racist punch-out character? <laughs> no. I was saying no. I was Somebody thinking, else give a question. Okay, now, I, was thinking, I was thinking something punch-out also. I was thinking what other genres would you like to see punch-out style combat uh, translated over into? What do we think? No. Judges? That's too technical? Too uh, very technical. Might be. I think we need something something everyone can answer, okay, not just like Professor Ingenito. <laughs> yeah. What kind of power ups do you want to see in the next Mario game that haven't been think... invented yet? We just did a power up question, didn't we? All right. Well, then no. I guess we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. Well, all right. All right. That's, that's it, guys. Good. There's no NBC next week. <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> no, I think that's a good. Let's go with Brian's. What's suggestion. your favorite I think color? That's great. Just Ooh. <laughs> same color. I like that one. There's so Any many colors. Color you love. Where are you right now? <laughs> Oh, I like I, that oh no, we actually just did top 100 colors on you, IGN, so we you, can't do that. No, I do you can like, say here. I do like uh, <laughs> inside. Um, we're amazing. Brian's uh, question, uh, which power? I think a uh, question around which, what's your favorite Mario power-up? Just of all time. Of all okay, time? Of all time. What Every if, Mario game in existence. So what it if can be in, big, it can be capped, it can be whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Tell okay. us your favorite Mario power-up. Love it. Next week. Okay. That Answer that. I like Excellent. it. Also, your so, favorite color. <laughs> for Brian. Yeah. I really want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So quickly, uh, I am at Jose Otero on Twitter. Brian can be found at? Agent Pizzle. Vince can be found at? At Vincognito. And Pear can be found at? Pear IGN. Thanks. Excellent. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week. Oh, and by the way, if you had an issue downloading last week's show, people are telling me folks using the podcast app had a weird error where this episode was apparently published in the year 2000. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> All I know is that uh, that error seems to be happening only on podcast app uh, yep. from iTunes and not uh, at least on PCs. Or I use Downcast to listen mm-hmm. to my podcast. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen there either. Not sure what happened. Sincere apologies if you were frustrated and you thought we missed a week, another week. We didn't. But I will make sure that uh, we get that looked into. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.